Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. And welcome everyone to March Madness 365. I'm your host, Andy Katz, and we are picking the bracket on this edition of our show here on Selection Sunday night, I'll be joined momentarily by Steve Smith of all Turner family, a former Michigan State Spartan, former NBA player, and will be an announcer at the first four in Dayton. So Steve Smith and I will pick our brackets that's coming up. But before that, I'm joined here by Bernard Muir, the NCAA Men's Basketball Selection Committee Chair. And uh, as I've said this many times when we've chatted online in his day job, which he'll get back to soon, don't worry, in Palo Alto, (laughs) the Stanford Athletic Director, where, by the way, they've got, once again, uh, in the spring sports, tennis, you name it, they've got some of the best sports in the country coming off that volleyball national championship in Minneapolis. I was there for that. So great job, as always. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Andy. All right, so let's deal with the bracket, some of the quick questions. Um... Number one, uh, Sunday. This is a continuing thing. You know, we've got, uh, or actually Saturday and Sunday, the conference tournament champs, Iowa State in the Big 12, Villanova in the Big East, Auburn on Sunday in the SEC, Cincinnati in the AAC on Sunday, Michigan State in the Big 10 on Sunday. How much were their seeds affected by them actually winning those tournament titles? Well, we had a number of different scenarios that we were planning for uh, Sunday here that if a certain result occurred in a conference tournament, we would make adjustments to a seed line in Michigan State's case, uh, went over Michigan, put them above Kentucky, and uh, but they were firmly on the number two line in our minds uh, uh, once the, the week unfolded. Uh, but it, it does count, but I also got to emphasize that, you know, these are just one game of a, a number of, uh, of games that we, we look at, number of data points of a, you know, 32, 33 game season, uh, for some, some institutions. And, and so we, I think sometimes the public tends to fixate on what happened the last three days. And it's really what happened, uh, since November, uh, which is important to the committee. So the later games though, like uh, Cincinnati, especially, would they have been a seven regardless or did that happen too late or what was the deal with Cincinnati knocking on? No, we, we we had them in in that range, and, and so we felt like, regardless of uh, well, what would happen today, they would be in, in that spot and, and be able to move forward and have a great opportunity to win some games in this tournament. And is the same true for Auburn winning the SEC over Tennessee? Same true. You have to look at their full. I don't have their team pages in front of me, but uh, some of those, like Auburn, had some losses that were of concern to the committee, and so we have to factor that in as well too. I know that they had a tremendous run and, and winning. SEC championship, but we were also taking into account what they did uh, throughout the course of the season. So I know there's a lot of bracketing principles. Michigan State beats Michigan three times. And, uh, you know, on the surface, you could say Michigan State certainly is in a tougher bracket than Michigan. What went into sort of deciding where those two teams would be placed? So when we look at the seed line, we go one by one in the institution, and then we try to put them in their region, uh, their closest region that's uh, closest to their their institution. When Michigan State came up, 
their opportunity to go to their closest region, which we looked at uh, D.C. as the regional site. And so that's why Michigan State uh, was shipped to D.C. And, and then later you saw Michigan uh, being sent out west. The Belmont inclusion. Um, I personally wrestled with Belmont and they were the last team I didn't put in. I ended up putting St. John's in uh, over them. Uh, my one I got wrong, just for the record, was TCU. <laughs> uh, so I had Belmont out, TCU in. Um, discuss the Belmont case for me. What, what made them compelling enough to put them in as one of the last teams in? I think when we're looking at teams, we're, we're trying to find out, did they challenge themselves? Did they have opportunities? And what do they do with those opportunities? In Belmont's case, they went 2-2 two and two in quad one. Uh, we know that they were a heck of an offensive team, and, and we felt that they deserved a shot to be uh, among the 36 based on what we saw and what we observed on paper. Uh, we, we thought they were uh, deserving. Really hard because uh, in some cases – uh, some schools don't get as many opportunities as others, like in the Power Five conferences. So we we take what we what we have, and we obviously have to observe. and And we thought Belmont was certainly deserving to to be in the spot. And the teams that didn't make it. So if if you know, I saw this was tweeted out by our colleague Dave Warlock. Um, Greensboro, Alabama, TCU, Indiana were probably, or maybe, were definitely the sort of the next four. Uh, and then after that, maybe Texas, NC State, Clemson. I, I don't know. Um, what was the rationale, you know, for sort of that grouping that just didn't make that cut line? Yeah, I think the main thing that they had was each one of those teams, you could say, had some great wins, but also they had a lot of opportunities. And a team like NC State, for example, because I've been asked a lot about them, there's a perfect example of they had a lot of opportunities, especially quad one, especially upper tier quad one, and they went 0 for 9. That just was not appealing to say they're among the best 36. Uh, and, and TCU had some wins there, uh, but in quad one, uh, really difficult overall when you compared it to some others, just saying they didn't take full advantage of the opportunities as well as their football. They had some losses that were concerning to, to the committee, to the full group. And, and what made Greensboro so compelling that they were right on the doorstep? Uh, again, you know, looking at a team that when they the schedule that they presented tried to challenge themselves, played some very competitive games against the likes of like LSU and Kentucky, and, and did the best with the schedule that they were provided, their conference schedule as well as some of the, the games that they played uh, in the non-conference. And we thought, you know what, they would be a team that deserves a, a chance and a, and a look, uh, a solid look to get into the field. The, the sort of the debate here on the top line, uh, I'm just curious, Bernard, uh, how far into the week did you guys know pretty much who the four number ones were going to be? So, uh, you know, even up until today, we weren't sure exactly how that line would sort out. If Tennessee had won today and uh, won the SEC championship, they would have knocked uh, Gonzaga out of the top, uh, out of the number one line. Uh, so there, there was some fluidity. We, we obviously we wanted to see going into the week how Duke would perform, especially with Zion back in the lineup uh, firmly, and they performed well. And, and obviously Zion performed well that they all of a sudden became the number one overall seed uh, because they only lost one game when they had the, the entire roster at full strength. So we felt Duke was a solid number one. They beat Virginia twice, uh, and, and we put them. Uh, ahead of Virginia. Virginia beat North Carolina. We thought North Carolina's elite team, especially watching uh, the, the, the semifinal with, against Duke. And, and so we thought they, they belonged on the number one line. And like I said, Gonzaga going into the week, we thought was a one, number one seed. 
even with the loss in their championship game, we felt that they still deserve to be on the one line. A couple of the last quick things, Bernard. First of all, uh, there were some weird resumes. We just talked about a couple of them, but like Texas and Indiana, great wins, but so many losses. Uh, how much did that sort of jump out at you guys? It, it did. It jumped out. We had a lot of discussion about both of those teams. Had Indiana gotten in, it would have been, uh, I think, the worst winning percentage in tournament history, uh, which was a concern. And, yes, they had some wins that you could – you could celebrate, but then they had some losses where you just were a little perplexed as to their overall resume and how would they belong in the field. Uh, and uh, Texas as well, same thing, had a lot of good wins, but they took on a lot of, lot of losses as well too. And, and for that, we just didn't think that they belonged in this field. Oregon's win over Washington Saturday night late clearly knocked someone out. Uh, who was it? It was Greensboro, actually. Uh, had uh, Oregon lost, Greensboro would have been in. It would have been another, uh, as people like to term, a mid-major getting into the tournament. And But Oregon played well and, and, and got the win, and, and so they became an automatic qualifier, and it, it kept Greensboro going to the NIT. Well, Bernard, I think you guys did a great job. It's exhausting, as you know, <laughs> uh, now that you've gone through it yet again. Uh, and now you get to just enjoy the games and hopefully no controversy. So, <laughs> uh, Knock on wood. Don't jinx this, but we're, we're very excited. We think there's going to be a lot of competitive matchups, and uh, it should be a, a, a lot of fun in the weeks ahead. Yes, and we have the potential uh, for, you know, upsets, uh, Cinderella's, and also for, you know, the sort of the elites to rise and potentially compete for the championship in Minneapolis. Thanks, Bernard. Hey, thank you. Have a great night. Talk to you soon. And up next year on March Madness 365, Steve Smith joins me to make our selections, take you all the way to the national championship game in Minneapolis. And welcome to March Madness 365 with our NCAA tournament bracket breakdown. I'm Andy Katz, pleased to be joined by Steve Smith from the TNT family, former of the NBA, of course, and Michigan State. That's more important for these purposes. All right, Smitty, we're going to go through the bracket here. We're going to start with the East. If you are following at home while you're listening here, I'm just going to rattle all these off. We're going to make some picks here. Okay, so uh, at the top, we've got Duke taking on North UNC Central, North Dakota State, then VCU, UCF. That's one top of the bracket. I'll go first, and we'll alternate. I'm going Duke, UCF. What do you have? I have Duke, VCU, and the reason why is I love UCF, UCF with Taco Falls. I just think the pressure – uh, picking up full court and also what they do is swarming the ball will take him out of it. That's why I'm going with VCU. So I love Taco Fall in this situation. Marcus Evans hurt for VCU. That's, that concerns me. All right. Mississippi State Liberty, Virginia Tech, St. Louis, the next grouping down. Uh, I got to pick a 12-5, and I love the, the mojo with the Flames. I'm going Liberty, and then Virginia Tech with Justin Robinson back over St. Louis. What about you? You know, I have uh, Virginia Tech over St. Louis. I'm with you there, Andy, and I know the 5-12, and you got to pick somebody, but I think Mississippi State would just be too much for Liberty. So I'm going in Mississippi State and Virginia Tech. I think Buzz Williams has a team to get a chance to beat St. Louis. All right, let's continue down. Belmont Temple in a first four game. Winner takes on Maryland. Then LSU Yale. Uh, Keeping going down, you got Louisville, Minnesota, Michigan State, Bradley. That's the last part of the East. Uh, so I'm going with Belmont over Temple in the first four. Rick Bird's team getting in. And then Maryland over Belmont. LSU with Will Wade not coaching. They're a mess right now. They lost to Auburn in the uh, SEC tournament. Um, I, I think Yale 
no pun intended, will have the smarts to outsmart LSU. They knocked off Harvard in the Ivy. Continuing down, I like Minnesota with Richard Patino over Rick Patino. Experience with uh, Jordan Murphy inside and Amir Coffey on the perimeter. And then Michigan State over Bradley. So that's why I'm advancing on the bottom part of the bracket. What about you, Steve? Well, I think for me, as I have Maryland uh, beating Belmont, I think Belmont does beat Temple. But I look at that LSU team, and you're totally right. They have a lot going on, a lot of distraction. But I think these guys... Because they have so much talent, I think they'll come together. They'll be extremely focused because there'll be so many things around them. I have LSU beating Yale. And Yale's had a fantastic year. Give them a lot of credit. Louisville, Minnesota. I love Minnesota, what uh, Coach Patino has done. But I think Louisville right now will have the better uh, chance of beating them. And I go Louisville. And then, of course, I have Michigan State beating Bradley. Nothing against Bradley, but I'm a Spartan. All right, so let's keep it going. You just take take it all the way to the Final Four out of the East. Go ahead. Okay, Duke, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech did beat Duke without Zion Williams, and I think they'll come up and have a great first half. But the second half, it'll be just too much Duke, I think, because of athleticism and talent. Duke beats Virginia Tech. LSU, MSU, size, length, but I think it comes down to the guard play of Cassius Winston. He will beat LSU just because he can control the pace. MSU wins that one. Then down, Then we go MSU, Duke. This is a big one. And people will say yes because I'm a homer. And I know I really feel, I think, guard play, Cassius Winston versus Duke. And I love Trey Jones. He's phenomenal. I've never seen a backup for him. And even though Cassius doesn't have a backup, they play a little bit more methodical. They don't run only on rebounds. And I look at Duke. I think Zion Williams is going to be a tough matchup. But I think we have enough experienced guys to throw bodies at them. And I think to beat Michigan State, you're definitely going to have to beat shoot the three with bigs because of the way we play pick and rolls. And if you don't have bigs shooting the three, gives the advantage to Michigan State. And I think our depth and go along with, obviously, Coach K, one of the Hall of Famer and Tom Izzo, I have MSU beating Duke. All right, so you have MSU coming out of the East. For me, I've got Duke taking out Virginia Tech, a rematch, obviously, in the ACC. I got Yale as my upset special, 14 seed, getting all the way to the Sweet 16, knocking out an inconsistent Maryland. Uh, Minnesota-Michigan State, a rematch in the Big Ten, so I advanced Michigan State. So now I got Duke-Virginia Tech, Duke advancing. Yale-Michigan State, Michigan State advancing. And like you, Smitty, I got Duke-Michigan State, and I think Michigan State has the answer for Zion Williamson with Kenny Goins, Xavier Tillman, and Nick Ward, that's 15 fouls to run at, uh, run at Zion Williamson. They have the better guard on the floor, as good as Trey Jones has been. I like Cassius Winston, Big Ten Player of the Year. So I go Michigan State to the Final Four. All right, let's continue down and look at the West bracket. Um, so let's start in the second round. Uh, just go down the line here. We've got Gonzaga, Fairleigh Dickinson, Prairie View, Syracuse, Baylor, Marquette, Murray, Florida State, Vermont, mm-hmm. Buffalo, ASU, St. John's, Texas Tech, Northern Kentucky, Nevada, Florida, Michigan, Montana. Advance them to the second round, please. Well, I think Gonzaga, Syracuse, those two will be playing against each other. And that zone will give Gonzaga a lot of problems, but I think they advance. Murray State, John Morant will be the best player on the floor, even though Marquette, that will be the most intriguing matchup, I think. That was a tough one. I almost went Marquette, but I'm going Murray State. Florida State against Vermont. Too much uh, experience, size, and talent. Florida State. Florida State, Murray State. I think you look at Murray State. If they didn't get this matchup against a team that's so athletic, so big, I think Murray State would have a chance as a 12 seed to continue. I got Florida State. And then down below, we're going even further. Buffalo, Arizona State, St. John's. I haven't picked that one yet. I'm leaning toward Arizona State, and I think Buffalo beats Arizona State. Uh, the reason why I think Nate Oates' team is playing phenomenal, They're, they shoot a high percentage, they move the basketball, Texas Tech's Chris Beard's team, what a year they've had. I think they beat Buffalo, but that'll be a great one. Nevada, 
Florida. Florida, to me, has been up and down. I like their team. I don't think they'll beat Nevada. I look at um, what Musselman's done there. I think they'll advance. They're a seven seed. I thought they will be a two or three seed at the beginning of the season. They have failed a little bit. Michigan, Montana. I think Michigan beats Montana. Next, Michigan, Texas Tech. Charles Matthews is the key for me. He just hasn't been healthy. He hasn't knocked down shots. So I don't think they'll advance against Texas Tech. I have Texas Tech beat Michigan. Gonzaga, Florida State. That will be huge. Florida State last year got a chance to beat them, but I don't think this year. I think I'll go with Gonzaga just because of the experience of what happened last year. So it'd be Gonzaga versus Texas Tech in the Elite Eight. And you have going to the Final Four. Gonzaga. I think Mark Few with Perkins at the point guard position. And I think when you look at what um, these guys have done all year, even though they had a bad, bad loss to St. Mary's in the conference championship, I still have Gonzaga uh, beating Texas Tech. All right. So for me, in the West, I've got Gonzaga knocking off Fairleigh Dickinson. Then I got Syracuse over Baylor. The zone too much. Let's assume Tyus Battle is healthy. I love the Murray State-Marquette matchup. I think it's one of the toughest 5-12s that we've had to pick in a long time. I'm just not pleased with the way Marquette's defending lately. But John Morant versus Marcus Howard, great game. Florida State over Vermont, even though that's in Hartford, close for the Catamounts, I like Florida State's size and length. Buffalo over ASU, love C.J. Massenburg and what the Bulls have done this season. Texas Tech advances over Northern Kentucky. Nevada beats, as you said, an inconsistent Florida. Michigan knocking off Montana. All right, then I get Gonzaga avenging a loss to Syracuse they had a couple of years ago in the Sweet 16. Murray State, Florida State, once again, just the wrong matchup for Murray State. Florida State's length gets some Florida State advances. Buffalo, Texas Tech, here's my surprise. Red Raider fans, don't get mad at me. I think the Bulls are due to get to the Sweet 16. They knock out Texas Tech, which did not play well in the Big 12 tournament. And then Michigan against Nevada. Nevada, unfortunately, is not trending in the right direction, losing games in the Mountain West. You know, it's just shocking that they ended up as a seven seed after what happened in the beginning of the season. Then I've got Gonzaga avenging the loss to Florida State from last year. Killing Tilly didn't play in that game in the Sweet 16. It's the same game in the same state of California, this time in Anaheim instead of Staples Center. So I've got Gonzaga over Florida State and then Michigan-Buffalo. John Beeline used to coach up at Canisius. He knows that part of the state, but I think he outsmarts Nate Oates, and uh, who's done a great job, great coach. But I think they win that game. And then Gonzaga-Michigan, which was supposed to be the Elite Eight game last year before Gonzaga lost to Florida State. Gonzaga gets back to the Final Four. Uh, offensively, I think that they will cause a lot of problems for Michigan, kind of like the way Michigan State did for Michigan in the Big Ten title game. All right, so we agree. Michigan State, Gonzaga on the left side of the bracket. So let's now move to the upper right part of your bracket. That is the uh, south and the Midwest on the bottom part. So we've got Virginia Gardner-Webb, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Oregon, K-State, Irvine, Villanova, St. Mary's, Purdue, Old Dominion, Cincinnati, Iowa, Tennessee, Colgate. So Smitty start advancing in the south bracket, starting at the top with Virginia. I do not think they're going to lose a 116 yet again. And it, there's no way. And then, yes, it is possible. That's why you love March Madness and Gardner Webb. At least the one thing you know, if you do keep it close, the pressure will be on Virginia. But I just think it's too much. Virginia advances. Uh, they won't have, let it happen two years in a row. But I do have Ole Miss beating Oklahoma. Oklahoma, to me, just hasn't finished the season well. I have Ole Miss beating them. And then I have Virginia beating Ole Miss. Oregon, Wisconsin. This was a tough one for me. Ethan Happ has to play better. And if he does, I think Wisconsin win. But for me, I think the pace of play of Wisconsin, if he's not playing well, it puts so much pressure on everybody else. They don't get enough possession. So I have Oregon beating them. Kansas State beating UC Irvine. And then Kansas State over Oregon. And I think they advance. Then we get to Kansas State, Virginia. I'm going with Virginia. 
Villanova, Jay Wright, the job he's done without missing four starter. They beat St. Mary's, but St. Mary's will not be a tough out for Villanova. Purdue, Old Dominion, I think Matt Painter, they have too much. They will beat Old Dominion. I go with Purdue. Cincinnati, Iowa. Iowa will be tough in the first half, but I think ultimately Cincinnati beats Iowa. Tennessee, Colgate, I'm going Tennessee. Tennessee, Cincinnati will be a physical, physical, physical matchup, but I think Tennessee wins that because of um, guard play. Tennessee, Villanova. Jay Wright, this is this is where Phil Booth can't take you any further. I think Tennessee will obviously outman and because of the talent, but Jay Wright, what a season for him, one of my favorite coaches. Tennessee beats Villanova. And you've got Tennessee taking on Virginia. Who wins that to get to the Final Four? Well, for me, Andy, I, I think Coach Bennett right here, they have to shoot the basketball extremely well. They have to shoot a high percentage. They still don't get enough possessions defensively. No matter what, you can't defend rebounding the basketball and that's what Tennessee will have a advantage against Virginia I have Tennessee beating Virginia all right so let me do mine in the south and then we'll get to the last part of the bracket so I've got Virginia over Gardner Webb Ole Miss over Oklahoma which has not been trending in the right direction great year for Kermit Davis Wisconsin over Oregon I think Oregon just sort of played to its potential in the Pac-12 tournament I think Ethan App plays better K-State over Irvine. Then I've got Virginia advancing past Ole Miss Wisconsin getting past a potentially Dean Wade-less K-State bottom part of the south Villanova taking out St. Mary's, which I think will be a late possession game. St. Mary's got to travel all the way across the country to Hartford. Nova will have the home support. Purdue over Old Dominion, great year from Jeff Jones, battling back from prostate cancer. Done a phenomenal job with the Monarchs down in the Conference USA. But I love Carson Edwards finally playing the way he has played, although he's bothered by a back injury in the Big Ten tournament. Villanova, Purdue. I think Carson has time to rest, gets healthy, and Carson Edwards leads Purdue over Villanova to advance to the Sweet 16. Cincinnati over an Iowa team that does not defend well at all. We saw that in the Big Ten tournament. Then Tennessee beats Colgate. Good team. Good year out of the uh, Patriot League. Cincinnati, Tennessee, that'll be a war. I love the experience of the volunteers. They advance to the Sweet 16 against Purdue. This is where I think Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield will win the battle inside against Matt Harms, Travion Williams. They advance to the Elite Eight to take on a Virginia team, which will beat Wisconsin, Tony Bennett, obviously very familiar with that program. His dad, Dick Bennett, took them to the 2000 Final Four. Tennessee, Virginia, all the Cav fans will say, come on, you got to get us to a Final Four. But he's done an unbelievable job winning the ACC three years in a row in the regular season. I just don't think they have enough inside to deal with Tennessee. I think Tennessee, like you, Smitty, advances to the Final Four out of the South. All right, last part of the bracket is the Midwest for us. In the lower right-hand corner, we've got Carolina, Iona, Utah State, Washington, Auburn, New Mexico State, Kansas Northeastern, Iowa State, Ohio State, Houston, Georgia State, Wofford, Seton Hall, Kentucky, Abilene, Christian. So, advance them for me, starting at the top with Carolina. I got Carolina beating um, Iona. Then I look at this Washington team. You know, I haven't been impressed with them. They lost to Oregon. In that Pac-12 um, a tournament, I think they get it together and they beat Utah State. But I don't think it'll be easy. Utah State is really good. I have Washington, UNC. UNC beating Washington. I think Washington, that's that they get their mojo and they get sneak past Utah State. But UNC beats them. Auburn, New Mexico State. New Mexico State shoots a lot of threes. They can flat out shoot it. But I think the problem's going to be with them is defending transition. And the way Auburn plays and where they're moving the basketball Bruce Pearl just destroyed Tennessee. I'm going Auburn. They'll be on the road. Kansas, Northeastern Kansas. I think Bill Self gets his team out of that one out of the first round. But Kansas, Auburn, I would say if they were healthy, I would definitely go with Kansas. But right now, I'm not liking Kansas' team. The injuries, the way they're playing now, they're still a talented team. 
It's too inexperienced. I got Auburn beating Kansas. Auburn-UNC will be a bomb barter, but I think UNC comes down to size for them and being able to control the pace, the tempo, even though it would be up, sped up. I don't think Auburn can run with UNC. I go with UNC beating those. Iowa State, Ohio State. Ohio State will play them hard, but I have Iowa State beating them. They put on a show against Kansas in their championship game. Houston, they will win against Georgia State, but Georgia State will give them a fight. Wofford will beat Seton Hall. And people will say, Wofford, yes, Wofford will beat Seton Hall, and this will be one of the best matchups you'll get a chance to see. Kentucky obviously advances at that one. Kentucky, Wofford, that's where it ends, Wofford. I love you, but I'm going Kentucky. Houston beats Iowa State. Kentucky beats Houston. UNC beats Auburn, so it'll be a UNC-Kentucky. That would be un. Believable. Now, this comes down to, I think, they're young, both point guards. Ashton, I think he won't have the size and I think the experience, not because Kobe White has more experience. I this experience of playing the ACC and all these big games. He's been up and down, but I think he'll get a chance along with his bigs to beat Kentucky. All right, so you have Carolina, Tennessee, Michigan State, Gonzaga. Let me complete my final four. In the Midwest, I've got Carolina over Iona. Utah State had a great season in the Mountain West. Sam Merrill, the MVP. Washington, I just don't like the vibe right now. The zone's not clicking. They got crushed by Oregon. So Carolina, Utah State. I got Carolina advancing past Utah State. I just don't think the Aggies can handle that kind of speed. Auburn, New Mexico State. I can see a lot of people picking the Aggies. Uh, Auburn flamed out early in the tournament last year, but I think Auburn is just... They're feeling it right now. They're knocking down threes. I think they beat New Mexico State in a track meet. Kansas, Northeastern, Bill Cohen with the Huskies could cause problems for Kansas. The problem is I think Diedrich Lawson, there's just no one to guard him for Northeastern. I think he goes off. Kansas advances. But Auburn, Kansas, I think Kansas will have a hard time defending the three with Auburn. So I have Auburn advancing, beating Kansas, taking on Carolina in the Sweet 16. Bottom part of the Midwest bracket, Iowa State taking on Ohio State, Caleb Wesson, Came back strong for one game in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, Ohio State not able to advance in the second game against Michigan State. So I'm going with Iowa State. Still feeling good after the Big 12. They advance to take on Houston. I agree with you. I think Georgia State will give Houston a good game. But defensively, Houston advances past Iowa State. Wofford Seton Hall, I think, is going to be one of the toughest games to predict because of uh, Fletcher McGee and Miles Powell. They're going to have a shootout in that game. But I like Wofford to advance against Kentucky. They'll take care of Abilene Christian. And I agree with you, Wofford's dream run ends against Kentucky. Houston, Kentucky, great matchup. A lot of D in that game. But I like Kentucky to get to the Elite Eight past Kelvin Sampson and the Cougars. Taking on Carolina, which I think will knock off Auburn. So you got Carolina, Kentucky, like last year in the Midwest in Omaha. We had the best game of the tournament between Duke and Kansas. We're going to have the best game of the tournament in Kansas City. Roy Williams used to coach in the area at Kansas. I think he advances to the Final Four, taking on Kentucky. All right, so our Final Four. Michigan State, Gonzaga, Tennessee, Carolina. We have the same Final Four. Who plays for the national championship on your bracket? Well, I start with Tennessee, UNC, and I think this will be fantastic. I think it comes down to, I just think, Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield. Those two guys, they play so well together. I think they're, even though they've had some adversity, I think they'll play well. They stay together even though losses. I'm going Tennessee over UNC. I'm going Michigan State over Gonzaga, and I think the reason why it will be Minneapolis. They play Gonzaga already, and I think Tom Mizzle gets a chance to play a team twice. Even though Gonzaga is long, I think we will out-rebound them. Michigan State plays Tennessee. Hold on to the pick. Hold on to the pick. 
Got to get to my title game. All right, it was a scrimmage. All right, I know where you're going. But anyway, I got Michigan State taking on Gonzaga, as you do. I got the Zags, Brandon Clark, being a huge difference for them. He can handle the size inside. Uh, The key thing will be, can Josh Perkins defend Cassius Winston and make good decisions? If he can, I think Gonzaga advances to the national championship game, second time in three years, and they take on Tennessee, which I think will knock off Carolina with Admiral Schofield. Grant Williams, uh, just, I think, too much for Luke May and Kenny uh, Williams and Cam Johnson and that crew uh, of, of Carolina. So I got a rematch of a great game this season in Phoenix, won by an Admiral Schofield three late Tennessee beat Gonzaga in the national championship game. So you go first. Who wins this national championship in Minneapolis? Michigan State, Tennessee. Uh, this is going to be fantastic. Me versus Candace Parker. That's a good friend of mine. But Michigan State, Tom Mizzle, they haven't won it since 2000. A Big Ten team and also Michigan State. Tom Izzo gets his second national championship. All right, no surprise. He's going with Michigan State, but they're deserving. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Gonzaga over Tennessee. My preseason number one was Kentucky, but then I amended that as the season went along. And uh, once Gonzaga was number one in the country, I went with the Zags. I'm going with the Zags to avenge multiple games in this tournament, including Florida State. I think they beat Tennessee for the national championship two years after losing late to North Carolina. Gonzaga, your national champ in my bracket, Michigan State, the national champ. In Smitty's bracket, let's see how you do here as uh, you try to fill out your bracket, listening to us help you fill out yours here on March Madness 365. Thanks, Smitty. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. And that'll wrap up this edition of March Madness 365, our special Selection Sunday edition. Games will start Tuesday night in Dayton with the first four. We'll be back next week to break down the Sweet 16. You've been listening to March Madness 365. I'm Andy Katz. Thanks for listening.